Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Esports Moment. I'm Seamus Byrne, an Australian journalist regularly covering the business of esports for the Australian Financial Review, as well as being the Australian correspondent for the Esports Observer. I first covered esports back in 2007 for the Sydney Morning Herald, and I've loved watching the industry evolve, and it has been Amazing to see it heading toward that exponential curve of growth and attention in recent times. While we'll usually spend time talking to and about core aspects of the esports scene and the people driving it, we're starting in one of the more challenging parts of the environment today, Fortnite. Since Fortnite Battle Royale launched a year ago, it's turned all of gaming upside down. It dominates online viewership, it throws millions at esports, while also looking like it doesn't particularly care about delivering what everyone else thinks is the correct way to do esports. It's a bona fide disruptive force, and as it has successfully kept itself iterating and evolving, What the game experience can be, it has put Battle Royale front and centre in how the wider scene adapts. This episode is about hearing from many of those involved with the recent Fortnite Summer Smash event at the Australian Open. It was Australia's biggest ever esports tournament in terms of prize money, and the event drew big crowds from fans of the superstar streamers who were attending to enthusiasts and wannabe pros who were hoping this could be their breakout opportunity. I was there in Melbourne for the event and got the chance to talk to a wide range of people about the event, as well as how Fortnite has changed their lives over the past year. Right at the beginning, I spoke with Mark Reedy, event organiser with Tennis Australia, to ask him the most obvious question. Look, easy first question. Tennis Australia and Fortnite, why? (laughs) <laughs> um, look, it's uh, it's more Australian Open and Fortnite. I think it's um, we have a number of entertainment offerings uh, already. We do the uh, the AO game basketball on the Wednesday of second week. We have the fifteen day music festival. There's chefs uh, series. There's all sorts of things happening that 
don't really have to involve the tennis. Um, and this is this is another one of those offerings. Yeah, and look, it, it kind of marks a 12-month anniversary for when Fortnite really first kind of started to blow up. So, you know, uh, you know, clearly this time last year, this wouldn't have even been a consideration. But, you know, what were those kind of things about it that made you feel like this is going to be a great fit? Yeah, I think for us, uh, 12 months ago, we put out our AO tennis video game. So um, it's, a, it's a progression of that to move into competitive gaming events. Um so, so yeah, it's um, it's it's progression from there. Um, obviously, as you say, it's the the first anniversary of Fortnite, so uh, we're looking for we were looking for a, uh, a something that would be a good fit for the event. Fortnite um, for us is a really good fit. We think that our event is a good fit for Fortnite as well. And you know, what kind of response have you actually had to the event? Given that you know it was announced a couple of weeks ago, there was the whole here is this moment in time when if you want to sign up, you know, here is the moment. Uh, how's the whole thing been, uh, you know, received? Yeah, I think um, obviously, you know, you're, you're nervous before when you first announce this, you don't know what the reception is going to be, but the reception has been overly, has been incredibly positive. I haven't personally seen anything uh, incredibly negative or too negative. There's people that are, you know, obviously upset about missing out. And if we're able to do this event next year, then uh, we would, you know, look at how ways to to make it more inclusive. Obviously, um, five hundred people. We we had over a thousand sign up in the first minute. So um, there's obviously there was always going to be a lot of disappointment from people who miss out. Um, and yeah, but you know, next time we can look at other ways. There's there's never a perfect way of doing this. You know, if you do an online qualify, if you've got issues with people, you know, good players that may not have a good connection or can't afford it or what. You know, there's, there's always issues. Um, for us, this was the best way of making sure that anyone had an equal chance you know it's not we're not trying to pick uh you know keyboard and mouse users we're not trying to pick people who have a better name or a bigger name it's just anybody had a chance so um we're happy about that yeah um and then you know in the end um what do you what do you feel is that kind of connection between sports and esports in this day and age you know for a long time i guess it was you know video games were frowned on in a sense but i think as time goes by it it feels like people really start to get that there's that you know discipline yeah. and effort and all those kinds of factors that are actually quite similar to yeah. pursuing any sport yeah i mean for us as i said this is a it's a entertainment offering we want to um you know, attract young people. Fortnite's a game that appeals to everybody, so yeah. that that helps um, in terms of uh, visibility. I think the fact that you've got players like Ninja and Neymar competing together, Ninja and Drake, um, it it brings uh, it brings it brings the game and gaming and competitive gaming in general um, into a new light that everyone else can see that perhaps wasn't as, as strong before. Yeah, um, and. You know, we've got the big sort of two day, you know, literally kicking off in about half an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, what are you hoping for out of the actual event itself? You know, when when we get down to business. Yep. Um, how? What kind of an experience are you, are you hoping that at the end people kind of look back on and say that that worked? Yeah. Look, there's there's so many firsts for this event. Um, it's the first time that we've had a major Fortnite event in Australia. It's the first time that the Australian Open has had a major gaming event. Um, there's just in terms of bumping this event into MCA, it's the first time that we've had a centre um, jumbotron, if you will, um, technical challenges. There's, there's so many things that, that we're doing that will uh, be the first. Um, so for me, I just want everybody as just to have a great experience, a great you know, enjoy the time here, um, compete, have fun. 
Um, you know, I don't have a preference for who wins or I just, I just want the event to go smoothly. Um, please. And, uh, (laughs) and everyone to have fun. Let's have a great time. Um, that's a a point worth touching on there actually is the, the technical challenge of putting 100 computers into a, you know, ostensibly a tennis Mm. arena, Mm. (laughs) um, and getting all the networking just right. Like, was that a bigger challenge than maybe you first thought or, or was it, you know, did you know just how hard it was going to be at the start? Um, it's obviously something that you we need to consider. So in conjunction with ESL, uh, they've obviously done some really good um, events themselves. They know the space really well, so we're comfortable that um, they can we can work together with them. There's obviously other partners. The we we have the biggest broadcast uh, compound in the Southern Hemisphere every year for this event. There is a lot of talent that um, that can we can move from tennis into into the competitive gaming um, side of things. Um, Gearhouse there uh, that they've done e- uh, esports and other competitive gaming events as well. So they're obviously well versed in the area. They've done done them here. ESL have done events here. Gearhouse. Uh, so um, for them. Yeah, there's just generally a lot, there's a lot of talent around here at the Open that can be um, put to work to, for this event. So the event brought some of the biggest names in Fortnite streaming, okay, except Ninja, all the way to Melbourne for the weekend. Some were competing in the main event, fighting it out for that $400,000 in prize money, and others, they were just there for the Pro-Am charity event, having some fun and hopefully winning some money for a good cause. So I asked a few of those streamers, some local and some from overseas, about how Fortnite has changed their lives over this past year. Here's Kathleen Belston, best known as Loserfruit. I think everyone blew up because of it, because Fortnite became more of an acceptable real-life thing, and, you know, like, celebrities were taking part of it, and so it's like, it became cool. Video games are not, like, just nerdy, as as much nerdy as it was. Like, I don't think it is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so I think that's a large part of it, so everyone blew up from, from playing Fortnite. And here's Harley Campbell, a.k.a. Mr. Fresh Asian, who has had an even faster rise to success. Oh, it's insane. Like, I started playing, like, late October... And I was still in school, and it's just like, like it was crazy because uh, this Fortnite's obviously like it's the biggest game now. It's just jumped just like that. Then as soon as I started streaming, I was able to you know, support myself a lot more. Like I'm moving out like next week, and I'm 16. It's insane. Amongst the US crew in Melbourne, here's what Rachel Valkyrie Hofstetter had to say, followed by Ben Lupo, aka Doc. Lupo. Oh, it's been absolutely life-changing. Um, before, I actually started playing Fortnite a year ago, and I didn't even want to, but my community was like, you got to try this game. It's really addicting. It's fun. And I, I just love so many different types of games. I was like, fine, I'll try it. And then I just haven't quit since. <laughs> and everything just blew up. I mean, I wouldn't be in Australia if none of that would have happened. So I'm very thankful. It really has taken on life, well, a life of its own. Before this, I actually was pretty resistant at first to playing Fortnite, the Battle Royale, because... The game initially was less skill oriented for on the shooting side than like I was playing PUBG and stuff at the time, right? Yeah. And everybody was playing PUBG at the time. And then Epic said, "You know what? We're gonna kind of we're gonna make some of these weapons more accurate. We're gonna favor." Eventually, they added in the the um, you know first shot accuracy. Like if you ADS in long enough, it's gonna go exactly where you're aiming, stuff like that. Um, but I think I, it took me two or three weeks to finally say, "You know what?" effort i'm gonna give it a shot we'll see we'll see how how the game plays viewership ate it up they because it was hilarious it was different it was way more it felt way more fun oriented and way less of a game trying to be 
like every game felt like it was trying to be the next esport. And yeah. Fortnite was came out and they're like, you know what? We don't give a crap. We just want to have fun. Yeah. They start. They did the rocket ride thing, and the fact that they embraced a bug, uh, what was originally supposed to be a bug in uh, with the Halloween rocket launcher. Remember that when it became a, the pumpkin head? Yeah. <laughs> they, the collision box grew with that, and it was big enough that people could ride on it, and so it accidentally got discovered. Yeah. And when they changed it back, they found that it didn't work anymore, and so they made it work again when the old the old rocket skin, and that speaks volumes to what Epic saw in the game and what people saw from what epic was trying to do and they just said you know what instead of fixing this like i feel like a lot of companies would have said this is a bug we did we didn't intend to intend this let's go ahead and and make it work how we thought said epic's like you know what let's embrace this yeah and they they call it emerging gameplay i call it shenanigans (laughs) it's the silly crap that happens and that made it just explode I actually had a really great chat with Dr. Lupo, and you'll find the whole conversation as a bonus episode in the podcast feed shortly after this one goes live. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But to the tournament. 500 players took their shot at the big money, and on the first day, 20 from each of five heats made it through to the final. I chatted to a few of those people who made the cut just after they'd cleared that first round. Many were here aiming to make their mark for the first time, whether they were just trying to find that angle on going pro in esports or they were budding streamers who saw a chance to both win some money and increase their online audiences. The thing is, the chance to find that chance to leap closer to that goal of making money playing games, it doesn't come up all that often. So for many, this was a first time to ever see an opportunity that they could make that play for. Oh, I didn't really know how to go next level ever until this happened and then just got lucky to make it through. So yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I wish I did more, but this is a start and hopefully it gets bigger and better. That there was streamer The Snake, who went on to take out fourth spot and actually score $25,000 in prize money. He had a pretty direct attitude, pop off, win some money, see what comes next. And hey, he got steps one and two in the bank. Others, like Ultra 47, have been developing their stream, but through the Summer Smash got a taste for focusing their efforts into chasing their esports potential. Two weeks prep since they announced it and I got called in, like proper prep, or like trying to scrim and stuff. But I've been streaming for eight or nine months, so I've been regularly playing for a while. 
but I've only put in proper preparation and training for two weeks. The idea of uh, competing in esports has only really uh, opened up to me recently because I've been streaming for so long. However, I've um, become more and more interested in competing. So I think I'm going to run it out for a couple months and constantly train and work on my skill because there's a fine line. There's a fine line between streaming and genuinely training to be um, in esports. So I think with esports, the way I see it is you have to analyze the best. You have to put in the time. You have to do the training. You have to do like engage in all the muscle memory. There's a lot more to it than just playing the game. Um, and that's something that's kind of aligned with my wants recently because maybe two or three weeks ago, once I started preparing for this, I realized how much I really enjoy doing all of those things. So I think it's, there's definitely potential for me there to do that. So I'll spend the next few months grinding it out and seeing um, how good I get um, and whether or not it's an option. But either way, the streaming's not going to stop. So it's, uh, it's both. It's both. Harley Campbell, who we heard from earlier, is one of those finding his success across both streaming and esports. He's part of the Renegades Fortnite esports team, alongside being a streamer on the rise, working alongside the popular ClickHouse crew and Rooster Teeth partner Laserbeam. I asked him about playing to entertain a streaming audience versus playing to win at an esports level, as well as his advice for those pursuing the dream. It's close. Both are close, but not really. Like when you're playing like a scrim or something, like you don't just like go and rush. Like when I'm streaming, I just like play really aggressive. I just land, just get guns and just rush everyone. But then in a scrim, it's like you land, you play it slow, you get mats. Like it's pretty different, yeah. Yeah. What would you say to other people? You know, I had a chat to a couple of the guys from the top 20, uh, you know, and, you know, people who just, you know, randomly sort of taking the shot. But, you know, what kinds of encouragement would you give to sort of those other people who are in that window where they're not sure if, if it's going to work out? But it, seem, it sounds like, first and foremost, they do play because they love it and they yeah. hope it becomes more. Um, you know, how, what kind of tips would you give those sorts of guys? I mean, you've got to make sure you actually enjoy the game. Like, you enjoy to grind it. You don't want to grind it just to be a pro and just not like the game you know you want to wake up and be like all right i'm ready for some fortnite put so you just got to put time into it invest your time if you really want to get big like with the like being good you just got to invest time back at the tournament harley didn't win the big dollars but one of his renegades teammates jesse from the renegades fortnite twins team did and then Harley went on and won the top dollars in the Pro-Am charity match, making for a dominant weekend for Renegades and esports pros in general. And honestly, the event was a lot more impressive than I expected. Now, I did expect a well-executed, well-polished production with plenty of entertainment to show for all those efforts, but the enthusiasm from the crowd was so much more than I'd hoped for. The youngest kids seem to be there to see their big streaming heroes in the flesh. Laser Beam was above all others the one that they most wanted a piece of. Security was actually increased as the fervor built, and the fans kind of got ready to chase them wherever they went. These younger kids were also there with their parents, and I couldn't help but wonder if they were grasping for that first time just how big and just how serious this pro gaming scene was that their kids were so into. Seeing this in real life with the fans, the action, the polish should surely add credibility to their kids' undoubted cries that they too one day want to be streamers and YouTubers. 
Then there was an older tier, teens and young adults who were clear enthusiasts. They were watching this thing for the sport of it all and the desire to maybe be on that same stage next year should we all be lucky enough to have this show come back. And that no doubt includes Fortnite. If it can hold off the competition for another year and be throwing events and parties like this again in 12 months' time, then there'll be no mistaking that the game is here to stay. And a big note that compared to some of the Fortnite esports tournaments I remember watching around the middle of last year, the production management to deliver watchability as an esport has taken a big leap forward. The observers were finding great angles. The casters were well on top of what the audience needed to hear. The tweaks really keep on coming and it just keeps getting better. The game has a lot of competitors ready to try to take a piece of it in 2019. But Fortnite Summer Smash at the Australian Open showed that one year on, Fortnite has kept on evolving and kept itself well separated from anyone who wants to take it on. At the very end of the show, I managed to grab Mark Reedy one last time to get his sense of how the weekend had gone and what he hopes comes next. And a small warning, this pit was in a very noisy environment, so the audio isn't quite that great. It's it's done and dusted. Yes. How did it feel there, right in that last moment? Um, I'm actually I'm just really relieved. Um, <laughs> just, you know, there's... Um, I think we spoke at the start and we were talking about just making sure that we got a good show and that um, we just had everyone have a good time. And, and I think that's what happened. Um, I, I hope everyone did. Uh, from what I've heard, everyone did. So, uh, yeah, just, just relief, I guess. Yeah. And, like, the crowd. I mean, they were like there was such a cool mix of the little kids going nuts for their kind of idols who were there and then you got that kind of middle group of younger kids who clearly they're, they're there to kind of really watch and kind of take notes almost yeah um it felt like there was a really good vibe in the room absolutely i went to, i was at the the career event earlier and um and that was had a, that had a great atmosphere as well but um the, honestly the atmosphere today i, I wasn't expecting it was amazing um anytime uh some of the big name um australian players lachlan has been walked around they they got mobbed they had people screaming um, it, was, it was fantastic atmosphere. The start of the, the Pro-Am was amazing. Like, the atmosphere there was great. Um, everyone just really excited, yeah. So, like, gut feeling, uh, you know, uh, 2020? Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, early, it's early. I think there's going to be a, a review process. But, look, everyone that I've spoken to seems to be really impressed by the event. Um, it, it seems to fit well within the Australian Open event as a whole as well, um, as, a, as an uh, entertainment edition. And um, I would like to see it happen again in 2020. Uh, when we first spoke, uh, I, I was thinking back on one of the comments you made when you said, you know, it, it does, it fits into that kind of entertainment lineup of events, but it does feel like it's a lot more than your typical like activation type thing, right? You know, games have always been the, the, the box in the corner that some people might walk past and have some fun with. Yeah. But this is really kind of, when it comes to that idea of entertainment or an activation, this is at a, a really different level. Absolutely. I mean, we, we have a fortnight activation as well. And I mean, that's always, that's been well attended the entire tournament. Um, but yeah, the, the arena show is, is something completely different. It's, it's, it's something else. And then I, I believe they have to like tear that thing down almost instantly so that people can kind of watch the match or is there any, like something like that? Is that how fast they have to get out of there? Yeah. So uh, we've had a, a very quick bump in and now we have an even quicker bump out. Uh, so 
uh, this afternoon or this evening now we turn MCA into a, a men's final viewing area so that people can come and watch. Um, obviously it's going to be a better experience for them as well now that we've got the, the giant Jumbotron screens that we put in for this event um, and potentially there may be a staff party there later on. So um, yeah, I mean not only, it has a flow-on effect as well, that the benefits of this event has, um, has a flow-on effect for some of the other things that we want to do there. And as a last thing, what do you hope this kind of triggers in that wider sense of you know, esports and events in Australia like this? Yeah, as, I think as, as we spoke about at the beginning as well, I mean, I, I will, my hope is that we can get bigger events in Australia. We can um, have big prize money events. Um, we can showcase some of the talent that we have uh, to the rest of the world. Um, I think we have some of the best gamers here and, and it's, uh, it's, it's good to be able to showcase that. Sports Moment is produced by me, Seamus Byrne. You can subscribe to the show through all of your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, and please leave nice reviews on apps and podcast stores so other people learn that we're here. You can find me on Twitter via at Seamus, S-E-A-M-U-S, and you can find more shows from me at Biteside.com. As mentioned earlier, you can catch my entire conversation with Ben Lupo, Dr. Lupo, in a bonus episode that should appear in the feed shortly after this episode goes live. I'll be back with another esports moment real soon and stay tuned for one last little conversation. I did end up in the Pro-Am event, partnered up with the awesome Aussie streamer Vondel and uh, this conversation is him trying to give me a bit of a pep talk on how to do my best uh, to see if we could actually get some kind of result out of that uh, charity match. We didn't get a result. Okay, so I have just... Met up with my uh, Pro-Am team partner, Vondel. How you uh, doing? We'll, I'll make sure and link up uh, your uh, deal in the show notes so yeah. everyone can go and check you out. Um, now, clearly, I, we've, we've briefly mentioned that uh, I've played a little bit. Yes. Uh, I know enough to know I need to ask about things like, what should I do with my key bindings to just Correct. have some clue about how to build? Correct. Um, but apart from that, what do you think we should be having in our mind when we go in? In our focus, the strategy, I think the best bet, which is just reflecting off how the, the solos are going at the moment, is hide. Hide in a nice little box Yep. Uh, with as many mids as we can get yep. and hope for the best. Only shoot when extremely necessary as yep. a complete last resort. Yep. And I think we might uh, stand a pretty decent chance, actually. And now, one of the things that I do get confused about is, like, if I'm, let's say I'm standing there and I've got, like, five weapons in front of me or, like, there's... You know, a random spiky plate versus uh, a jug or something. Correct. Yeah. What things should I prioritize? Prioritize, okay. You, what you want going in, you always want an assault rifle, yep. if you can. A shotgun's a complete priority for close range. And then after that, it's up to you, really. You can either stack meds and shields. Uh, you can go after, uh, you know, more weapons if you, if you want the firepower, like sniper rifles and things like that. Otherwise, rocket launches, big deal. Because you just remove everyone's build. Yeah, if right. If you take their build out... They open. They're just standing there, like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then that's when you take your shot. <laughs> cool. So, they, so yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of hiding. Yes, and a lot of bandaging. A lot of bandaging <laughs> and a lot of building. Perfect. Okay, and so knowing very little about building. Yes. If if I maybe let's say I, I can go, if I've got two two buttons for building ready. Yep. yep. 
like a wall and a ramp? Yeah, uh, wall or... and a ramp would be the best one. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> so you want your ra- you want your wall on Q. I that's what I have it on. It looks like okay, some yep. people are Q because yep. so it's a, above your W. Right there, yep. And then you want your ramp on. I use V because it's near space bar. Yeah. So my muscle memory is like if I want to go up, yep. V space V space. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's um, actually good. And then E as well, floor also very handy as okay, a floor. Cool. So usually, if you're getting shot at, the best thing to do is push Q. And yep. then spin around in a circle and just hold the mouse button down. Oh, and okay. just put walls around you. Just keep yep. putting walls, just keep spinning, keep spinning. And by then, hopefully, I'll put some more walls around you. And, yep. then, and then we'll go back to hiding again. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, the strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, is there, like, in the current state of the game, mm-hmm, the is meta, there yeah. a better area that we should be thinking of, of jumping off the bus and heading oh. for? Or? It's, it depends because... The or thing is it is, like early versus late? Any of that kind of thing? So the thing is, the circle's completely random. So like yeah. you don't really know where the late game's going to be and where the early game's going to be. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the thing is landing somewhere with a lot of easy farmable materials because yeah, cool. you, want, you want to be able to protect yourself. You want, you want building materials. Um, so places like, um, uh, like places with dense forest um, or like a lot of buildings are very popular because it provides people a very easy way to farm the materials. Yeah. But that means they're also the most popular, yeah. which means that doesn't suit our hiding strat. <laughs> yeah. So probably some uh, the more off-the-beat places. But in events like this, people actually do try avoid the busier places because they don't particularly want to get in a fight straight away. Yeah. Uh, so the best bet is probably land somewhere really stupid yeah. when like no one would ever think to do it. You, got, you just got to think, where's the dumbest place everyone else would also think to land and go there? Yeah. Because they won't touch it. Like Some of the more popular places actually end up being quite abandoned because... Everyone's trying to avoid everyone. We've kind of seen in the main event exactly, that, like, yeah. you know, Jesse's, you know, first three rounds landed straight in, yeah. uh, Dusty, and just and like he was on his own, just getting yeah, everything, just hands down there, and just exactly <laughs> down there with even just a handful of bullets for his shotgun, a bunch of meds, and then just hopes to outlast it. You know, once you're in that final circle, when it shrinks down to nothing, if you've got more meds than the other guy, chances are you're going to win it. Yeah, and so now if things don't go well in the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. Do we go full aggro and go crazy? Or? I think so. I think if by the first two rounds we're not placing, I think the last round we just land the most ridiculous place possible yeah. and just try and mind game people. They wouldn't. They won't expect that. What are these guys doing? Yeah. Attacking so early, they don't even have yeah. guns. We'll they just must ch- have something. Exactly. They must have something. We chase after them with pickaxes. That's it. That works. That totally. They won't. They'll be like, "This is yeah. next level. We're not ready for it." That's right. Yeah. This, yeah. this is the next. This is the 2020 meta. Yeah. Or, exactly. Yeah. 2020. They're, they're a year ahead. This is. This is when Fortnite's dead. They're bringing it back, and this is the strat they're doing. <laughs> um, all right. So, any other random tips about thing? Like the one thing I've heard is, don't stand still. Don't ever stand still. If you're standing still, be crouching. Okay. So it's ABC. Always be crouching. That's <laughs> yep. just how you do it. Even you can use that. Always be building. ABC. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the ABC actually stands for. Yep. It always be something. Okay. Either be crouching, building, or walking around. You never. If you're standing still in the open, you're a dead man. You're a dead man standing. Not even walking. Yeah. You're a dead man standing. To be honest. <laughs> cool. Um, I can't think of anything else that I need to know. I mean, I guess where when we jump off the bus. Yes. Now I believe. I will just follow the hell yes. out of you. Yep. I'll and mark it if down. If you do a market, yeah, yep. cool. Okay, right. I'll mark it down and you just go straight there. Yep. Um, I'm sure we'll have comms. That it's actually interesting because it's the first duos event, so I'm not sure how the communication's going to work. It might just be in-game, to be honest. I'm yep. just using something like Discord. Um, but yeah, I'll mark it. We'll, we'll drop and I'll tell you when to parachute and we'll uh, hope for the best. And I think you focus on collecting resources. Okay. I focus on collecting guns. Yep. And then we'll do a bit of a trade when the zone comes up. I'll throw you a bunch of weapons. You throw me a bunch of materials. Yeah. And then we'll go from there, I think. How do I throw stuff? So you go into inventory and just drag it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> drag it out. Click and drag it. Awesome. Be fine. Okay, perfect. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see how we go. Yeah, fantastic. I can't wait. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.